0: This is the Business Breakfast with Oanda
1: on Jazz FM.
0: Online trading, currency data, money transfers. Craig Ellam joins us. Very good morning, Craig. Um, markets properly in touch with reality now, do you think?
1: The clients that we saw yesterday were closely related to the number of new coronavirus cases we're seeing and I do think there is going to be sensitivity to that. We may be seeing an investor that's willing to ignore the economic data on the assumption that it's not as bad as it seems, but I don't think we're yet at a point where we're seeing an investor that's willing to ignore the threat of possible new lockdowns and what that will ultimately
0: cause in the long term. You have to look at those figures out of the United States and feel quite a chill actually going up your spine because they do look quite serious, don't they, in terms of a second spike, particularly in places like Texas, for example.
1: They do. Uh, Texas, Florida, and and many others are seeing quite significant spikes in new cases and many of these places are ones which ease lockdown measures early. The question is, how are these states going to respond to these spikes? Because Trump's already said there will be no more lockdowns. So mm. the question is, how are you going to manage the situation? Now, I do feel like we are in a position where we don't necessarily know a lot about this virus still. I still think there's plenty of surprises that we're still seeing. But I think we know a lot more than we did back in March. We know a lot more about how the process needs to be managed. So I think there's, it's not just going to be the US. I think there's going to be many countries around the world that, when we do see further spikes. And I do think it's a case of when rather than if the hope that we can reopen the economy and we won't see rising new numbers uh, seems a little naive at this point but when we do it's how do we manage the situation I think it's going to be far more targeted measures things like track and trace are going to be used a lot more globally and we'll see just how effective that is and if all else doesn't work then ultimately we are going to have to see uh, lockdowns being reintroduced but these could be very targeted lockdowns rather than ones that drag the entire economy
0: to a halt. You raise an interesting point about our knowledge of it it increases day by day. But at the same time, you can't be preaching that to a market that's panicking, which it did yesterday.
1: Exactly. And like I say, this is a market which is prone to these big moves. These kinds of volatility is something that would be unusual once upon a time, but see perfectly normal now. So even though you could look at the market and say, well, generally it looks in pretty healthy shape, we are still susceptible to these types of moves just simply because there is so many unknowns. And I think In many ways, the the, the scale of the rebound that we've seen in equity markets also leave them vulnerable because you'll now have investors who can see the enormous disconnect between uh, where the markets are and what the economic reality is. And that may make them a little bit nervous when we do get news like we did yesterday.
0: Let's return to the EU and the UK. And it does look as though there's much more positive comments coming out now about the trade talks. I mean, there's a bit of flexibility, not just about the subject matter, which, again, is complicated and probably not worth debating right now because things change and, you know, you never take, a, never lay all your cards on the table at the same time and all that kind of stuff we've discussed many times in the past. But perhaps more importantly, there's a feeling it could be July or it might even be October So in, in that kind of stretch plus the positivity that we're getting out of particularly the EU negotiators, do you feel as though there is some kind of a chance of a deal because there are other trade discussions closing round our neck at the moment.
1: There are. I mean, there's talks of Japan piling on the pressure to get a deal agreed in a matter of weeks, uh, if not months. Obviously, Trump has previously alluded to the fact that he wants a deal over the line before the election in November. And obviously, we have to negotiate this with the EU, and we're quickly running out of time here as well. It depends how you define deal ultimately. Uh, I think fudge is probably going to be uh, a more appropriate explanation for what it is that we have. I think we're not going to see trade negotiations end at the end of December. What we're going to see. I feel, is a fudge that allows the UK to leave the transitional period, that allows Boris Johnson to save face, uh, that keeps negotiations on the table, stops no deal and effectively preserves the relationship. But ultimately, the details of any agreement, I think, are going to be debated and uh, discussed for some time to come
0: there's a report this morning that some of these tariffs, which will extend uh, German lorries and so on, may be subjected to duties of up to 100%. Now, that's quite serious stuff. Uh, Again, we're used to this, aren't we? This sort of, you know, big talk before the discussions and so on. But it does look as though we're in for quite a lively discussion over the summer.
1: Yeah, we are. And um, it's an outcome that everyone wants to avoid ultimately. And I don't think anyway, it's not just tariffs. It's also the overall relationship and what this would mean. It's UK's involvement in many other programmes it's about cooperation at a time when the world seems when when global relationships seems to be falling apart is too extreme but we, we are seeing relationships strained uh, and I think in part that is due to the US's role in many of these organisations and I think the EU would rather keep the UK as a close ally and I think the UK would rather remain a close ally so as long as that remains the case I do think there is going to be room for manoeuvre so you can see for example on things like the level playing field we've seen a bit of a shift in, in attitudes but also things like fisheries and uh, I'm sure there's going to be plenty more uh, room for manoeuvre on both sides to enable the get over. With- like i say i do think this will be a broad level agreement with the details to be fine-tuned i am encouraged by some of the movement that we are seeing but like i say the uk has a massive job on its hands because it's not just the eu that needs to get a deal, a deal with it over the line uh, over the course of the next few months and that would be difficult in the best of times these are not the best of times
0: indeed the reopening of the uk seems to be stuttering along i mean you have these disparities not only pubs are open but gyms aren't we're going to be talking to a representative from the the fitness sector later on the program but you know you have to say well why not gyms and why pubs and secondly a lot of the hospitality industry is saying, you know what, we're not going to make anything over this summer because we can't because of the reduction in footfall. I mean, you get that, don't you?
1: Yeah, and it's extremely difficult because on the one hand, you look at businesses and they need to reopen in order to have any chance of surviving and any chance of not having to lay off large numbers of their workforce. But it is also interesting that in times like this, we all become scientists. We all become experts yeah. on in areas that we previously knew absolutely nothing about. There must be a reason why these approaches are being taken, why the advice is being given. It is as it is. The advice isn't always going to be ad- ad- adhered to, and the government is also going to make decisions based on other for, on other reasons. You look at gyms, for example. I'm sure many of us would like to return to the gym. But the sharing of equipment does make that that little bit more difficult, and whereas yeah. at least with the hospitality industry, for example, while close there is going to be close contact, you're not necessarily sharing uh, items in the same way. So you can understand the logic behind opening one before the other. But ultimately, there's always going to be someone who's going to be frustrated and baffled uh, by the decisions that are being made because they have obviously have their own interests. But also, it's just necessary for things to reopen in order for businesses and, and employment okay. to survive. Craig Ellen,
0: thank you very much indeed. This is The Business Breakfast with Oanda on Jazz FM. Online trading, currency data, money transfers.